0: Hi there, I'm Candice, and you are listening to the Farm Girl Life podcast. Join me as I discuss what real life is like on our family farm located in the Pacific Northwest, what it means to be a female farmer, and what other women in ag are doing to make their mark in the agricultural industry. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this very special joint episode of the Farm Girl Life podcast and the Repos Ranch podcast. I'm Candice, and I'm here with my mom, Janice, and today we are going to be talking about our farm policies, and this is episodes three for both podcasts, so wherever you are listening to us from, we'd like to welcome you.
1: Yeah, happy National Farmer's Day. Uh, that is so cool. Well, I we're
0: recording <laughs> on the day. Yes, <laughs> on the day, October 12th. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was so fun to think about that. I know. You put on some fun statistics, and I know we're going to talk about policies, but these were fun. Yes. Little, little blurbs.
0: I love the statistics about farming and all the wonderful things that farmers do for
1: um feeding, all of us. <laughs> you know, I mean, we love farmers, being that you are one. and uh, <laughs> Yes. But not only that, it's just not a personal thing, but we kind of grew up in egg. Absolutely. Um, I did anyway, and mm-hmm. you have, obviously. Yes. And um, so, you know, it's kind of really important that with all the bizarre, in our view, negativity out there <laughs> right. about cows, for example, or mm-hmm. farming, you know this is going to be really an interesting podcast because it really speaks to our policies and how we handle things. Yes. Um, So, you know, sorry if that sounds offensive, that (laughs) we're dissing somebody's opinions as bizarre, but when you grow up in it and you live in it and you're taught to uh, all the stewardship of an animal and the land and everything, it's just so foreign to us to think that people are thinking negatively of what we do.
0: You know, that is so true. And I I know that over the years, it's, it's only gotten worse, Mm -hmm. to be honest. And, um, in fact, we've taken some heat for, you know, being in farming.
1: However, um, well, we have, and, you know, you just can't even begin to understand, uh, how much that, um, really hurts especially the farm kids involved yeah and a lot of farm kids are um have really expressed a lot of pain over that so we just want to address um things in a in a positive way as much Mm -hmm. as possible and um you know you've experienced that right Um, and you can't even begin to imagine what a great life this is and so you know when you when somebody's doing that you just have to learn to shut them out, do it more, do it better, and walk away from other people's opinions. There's just nothing you can do but live your life and, um, you know, with your life show how positive this is and what a great experience it is and how good animals can be for the land. Totally. And that is what we're going to do today. Right. We're going to talk about all of that. (laughs) But... I wanted to go over these statistics. Yes, um, you put this on Instagram on at Farm Girl Life podcast and also at Repos Ranch, which is our farm account. Right on Instagram. Yes, and so anyway, the first one you put on this is actually from the Farmers Almanac, uh-huh. and it says twenty five percent of all farmers are beginning farmers. Yes, that's awesome.
0: Isn't that cool? Yeah. we need, um, we need all of you new farmers to come up and come into the industry, and so that we can keep um, growing food and fiber and you know, taking care of the rest of the world.
1: Absolutely. And you need to control the conversation. You need to show with your actions and what you're doing and how you speak of farming, all of you new ones, mm-hmm. we are happy about it. I mean, <laughs> we've been in this a long time. <laughs> You've done goats for 25 years. Yes. And we're not a big operation or anything like that, and we never went commercial. Right. But 25%, that is, um, you know, 25 out of 100, Every 100 farmers, they're new, and I love that. And I ask all of you, stay in it, Mm -hmm. and don't give up, and don't be intimidated by the noise out there and the conversation that is um, trying to tear you down. Keep going. You know, there are going to be people who just don't understand what you do, and that's okay. That can be in any walk of life. right? So um, keep doing you. We're excited about that. (laughs) We're excited that, you know, farming is continuing on an individual and family basis. I think that's really important and we'll address that statistic in a second. Mm -hmm. Okay, the next thing you put on was 8% of U.S. farms market foods locally through farmers markets.
0: Oh, the farmer's market is really a big deal around here, especially where we live, and I'm sure in other states as well, but um, there is a big push to go source your vegetables from your local farmer, where they're being grown in your local area. Right. All of your produce,
1: fruit, vegetables, baked mm -hmm. goods, even meats. Yes. And we know that um, the Olympia farmer's market is a big deal.
0: Big deal. It is like... Uh, you would almost say it's like a mall you know almost, it is that much sure. of a big deal. It's, I mean it's almost a bigger <laughs> deal and
1: I hate to say this because of our beloved Pike Place Market <laughs> in Seattle. Right. You know I used to go there and w- before you got we born mm-hmm. I'd go purchase our coffee our bread fish. The fish market is so popular you see it every, <laughs> every football <time>. game. Every <laughs> time. Right they have to show the fish being thrown. Sure so they're worldwide world-renowned but a farmers market can take on many um forms and mm-hmm. ours out here I would say more than 8% out here in oh, the northwest. Oh, I agree. It's yeah. a big deal. And you see them all around in every little town all across the counties. Mm-hmm. Everybody's um, you know, doing something at a farmers market and people love it out here. So I yes. I would say out here that it's probably more. <laughs> <laughs> totally agree. Yeah. Okay. This is a cool one. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, First of all, this is our 25th year here at Repos Ranch, and we're celebrating our 25th year. And uh, we had hoped to, um, and you'll know why I'm saying this in a second, but um, we had hoped to be really celebrating and doing a whole lot more um, interviews with our podcasts. And you know, you ended up getting a dog, and <laughs> life did. just began to take over <laughs> mm-hmm. for all of us. All of the ladies that we had lined up, their farming, off, obviously, and their families <laughs> take <laughs> right. precedence. So we of did course. not all get together for interviews, and but there are some that hopefully we'll get to mention yes. as we celebrate our 25th year. Mm-hmm. We want to really... Um, Encourage everyone else, up and coming, or that are already in it. Maybe same time as us. I don't mm-hmm. know, but um, we we really want to encourage women, especially yes. women farmers. So look at this one from the Farmers Almanac. Uh-huh. Women make up. 36 percent yay, <laughs> yay. <laughs> of today's farmers in the united states of america
0: that is really awesome isn't that you're yeah. a third of <laughs> the farming
1: community and all of our girls out there <laughs> hey yay. look at you <laughs> you are making up 30 percent 36 percent of that is awesome farmers in the united states you know i saw that statistic uh, this morning
0: and i'm like you know what this is really cool. And to be honest, that really encapsulates what um, this podcast is for. Yes. And um, those of you women farmers out there who are making your mark, it is really, really
1: awesome. It is awesome. And we're really proud of all of you. And yes. we're proud to know a lot of you. Yeah. So <laughs> you all know who you are. Yes. And, you know, it's it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's a good one. Okay, next one. Um, okay. Each, this is a cool one. It is. Each American farmer produces food and fiber. Yay, fiber. Yay, fiber. (laughs) (laughs) For 166 people annually.
0: I thought that was so amazing. Like, I've, I don't know what stats they're going on there to break this down exactly. It's probably either. based on the USDA egg survey, sure. which we have to do every year. Yay.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know how I feel <laughs> yeah. about that. But you know what? It's great to be an American and we participate. Yes. So there you go.
0: And I think it's so amazing that in this stat, they've been able to nail down exactly how many people that American farmers produce food and fiber for. And I love that they included the fiber industry.
1: You know what? That (laughs) really (laughs) made me happy. (laughs) Uh, You know, because, well, probably what everybody doesn't know on this podcast is we also do the Knitters International International Podcast. Podcast. (laughs) And so we have an account um, on Instagram. And we are totally in love with our fiber industry. Yes, we know. are.
0: You can go find us at Knitters International on Instagram or check out the website at www.knittersinternational.com.
1: Yeah, and that was totally unplanned. We didn't get <laughs> planned to get a plug <laughs> no. for ourselves there. But we have got excited about that, that they included fiber because we live um, close to an alpaca farm, uh-huh. and we just can't get enough of fiber. You know, getting yes. to... Getting to work with um, our nation's fiber mm-hmm. and around the world. That is what Knitters International is all about. Yes. The knitters, the weavers, crochet artists, mm-hmm. um, whatever you do with fiber, we are, it is just such a, um, well, we c- I could get really crazy <laughs> about this and really <laughs> emotional, but we are absolutely in love with fiber all over the world and mm-hmm. what it actually takes to produce amazing fiber it is hard hard oh boy
0: it really is yeah and we haven't even begun
1: to do that yet all of ours are um we've had dairy goats Mm -hmm. and a lot of gardening farm you know that type of thing yeah but the fiber industry yay that they gave them a plug (laughs) i know it's (laughs) really great yeah if you have not worked with wool Mm -hmm. um you guys need to go squish some (laughs) wool and hug some (laughs) sheep or alpacas there's just you know i can't get enough so Mm -hmm. you're the same way and all of our friends in the industry we love you all yes and so um you know there's some really really good stories that we could bring to a farm podcast about the fiber industry but yes so far we've just been working towards um our goals of Talking about what we do here, <laughs> right? And we hope someday that's going to include a fiber animal. I, that would be awesome. I told your dad go buy me an alpaca, and he said go <laughs> visit your neighbors. <laughs> 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 and so he wasn't really willing yet. But <laughs> well, they don't
0: have angora goats, so yeah. So you know.
1: he, I think he's more willing <laughs> to get an angora goat, knowing that you know, knowing what goats are like. <laughs> yeah. So this was cool. Food and mm-hmm. f- obviously we need food. Yes, of course. Yes and um, but the fiber we kind of flipped out over that we did okay <laughs> so then there's another one let's see
0: what was the last one that's the one i was like you know what i really have to share this cuz this is really awesome
1: yeah and actually i think i'm missing one because it was like it was something about 98% of the um, our country our nation's farmers mm-hmm. are family owned it's not big conglomerate Farming, yes. like everybody. Here it oh, is. Where's that one? Ninety-eight
0: percent of all U.S. farms are owned by individuals or family partnerships.
1: Go families! I think Yay. that is so
0: awesome because we were just um, going over some uh, some content and some data about
1: uh, that. It was fake. It's not real. Yeah, the there's beliefs. a lot being put out there in the media. About farming in the United States, yes, that is not true. It it isn't true, and the
0: the content we were going over was that um, the belief that that the majority of farms and food produced is from large conglomerate uh, farms. And what they don't realize is this statistic right here, that ninety percent ninety eight percent. Yeah, ninety eight <laughs> percent. I know, that's almost hundred.
1: Well we just were <laughs> literally, you know why we're we're just freaking out over this is mm-hmm. because we were just kind of <laughs> we don't have words to describe how bad that made us feel. Yeah. That um people are hating on farmers and hating on the US so bad, saying that it's all bad and it's all mm-hmm. big business and you know what it's just false it really <laughs> Dig is deeper than yeah. the regular media and start looking for facts and truth that's all i can tell you because mm-hmm. it we were so shocked and this was recent and we were just inundated with a um bunch of information that we, we were like this can't be possible so right what you did hmm you started reading legislation and finding (laughs) out what are the laws here in America more than we already knew. Yeah. And we were like, you know what? America is an awesome place to be a farmer. It really is. And then you found this statistic.
0: Yeah. You know, we really support our farmers here in America. And, you know, I know people have a lot of beefs with <laughs> subsidies <laughs> or...
1: Was that a beef? beef? <laughs> no pun lie, intended. But yeah. But okay.
0: <laughs> I know people have a lot of, you know, grievances with subsidies and, you know, how they think that um, animals are treated. And I think that we have done a lot here in this country to ensure that animals are treated humanely and that we continue to provide food for not only everyone in our country, but for the entire world. And I think that we are really, um, that we are really passionate about spreading the true word about what farming really is like here in America.
1: Right. It isn't what you're hearing in the media. And Mm -hmm. by the way, um, I just want to say when they talk about cheap hamburgers, they're eating them too. (gasps) They are. (laughs) (laughs) Did I say something bad on our podcast? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. I mean, I really want to call these people out. I don't want to fight, and I'm going to explain all of that in a minute. I want to be nice. Sure. But at the same time, when you read that 98% of all U.S. farms are owned by individuals or family partnerships, individuals or families... I mean, we have met these families. We know these families. We have seen these families out there with their cows. Mm -hmm. We have seen them out there with their chickens. We have seen them out there growing food. And we know how hard they work. Absolutely. And not only have we
0: met them. We are. We one are, of those families. We are <laughs> one of those families. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we are one we are of those one. families that have worked and grown f- our own food, milked our own goats. We have, you know, worked really hard for that. And yeah, it is true. Um, it is really disheartening to see all of the negative content that is put out there by the
1: media. But what have we? Al- what have we al- always said? I mean, it is disheartening. Mm-hmm. And it can get person down if they, you know, but when you really believe in what you do and you know that it's not true, yes. even then it is hard to get out from underneath that stigma. And I just Mm -hmm. do not know why anybody would want to treat a farmer like that. You guys should be hugging your farmers. (laughs) They grow your food. (laughs) Even if you don't agree with... A particular food or you don't like a particular food it's not worth all the hate and what farmers and their families are literally being put through so we want to be an advocate for farmers for families and we want to we're gonna talk nice about them because we are them (laughs) and we love our farmers so this is this was the coolest statistic to me next to the one about the women Yeah. yeah yeah this was awesome so there you go happy national farmers day to my best farmer in the (laughs) whole world happy national farmers day (laughs) thank you so and you know we are um right now uh, we're small compared to what so many of you out there are doing but i wanted i really wanted to go over this because i thought it was the coolest thing ever and Mm -hmm. i really appreciate our farmers on instagram going on and saying this is what we're doing for clean air Clean water. This is um, what we're food, doing for clean the environment. Yeah, and the soil, mm-hmm. and how we take care of our place and our farms. So, um, you guys check out your local farmers. Check yes. out what they're doing, and you're going to see a whole different picture mm-hmm. than what somebody in the media or in Congress has been saying. Absolutely. Get out there and go support your local farmer. Absolutely. So, I'll get off my soapbox, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Maybe just for now. Just for now. Okay, wait. Now, let's take a break from all of that, and let's talk about this little dog of yours. Oh, I love her. She has turned turned out to be so (laughs) wonderful.
0: So, we adopted um, a little
1: Border Collie Shepherd
0: mix. We don't know what kind of shepherd.
1: Yeah, but why did we do that? I mean, we were never going to get another dog. Well, we, we said were. that on this podcast. I know.
0: <laughs> we weren't going to, but um, I think that the needs of the farm and mm-hmm.
1: uh, the reality of wildlife being around us. Well, you know what? That was the biggest thing. I want to mm-hmm. talk about that. Um, we this year had um, cougars in our area. We've had cougars in the area for years. Yeah. We've we even had them in our back pasture and our neighbors' back pasture, and we tried to show you guys some of that area. Mm hmm. Recently, on Instagram, so you guys will know what we're talking about there. yeah, but um out here, um, where we are, there were two big cougars that had to literally be taken out, which everybody there was a big outcry, but let me tell you, these guys are big, and they, they were going after farm animals for sport. It mm-hmm. wasn't, and fish and wildlife came out and they said they're just killing for sport. And um, everybody's going to say, okay, you know, you guys have, are on their land. But we were here before them. We've been here for 25 <laughs> years. And there's a lot of logging that's gone on. And mm-hmm. they are displaced. Yeah. And these were young cougars a couple years old. They were just born. We're not taking their habitat. We were already here. Right. And we're not, you know, doing anything mm-hmm. to them. But they don't belong in our pastures that have been here for for years they don't belong yeah. on our farms killing goats and there were two families that lost three goats each mm-hmm. we've had a family close to us that had there's a riparian buffer back by the creek back there and what that means is a bunch of trees line the creek uh-huh. if to help with salmon um and we'll explain that in another podcast mm-hmm. because we have a riparian buffer where we are down south in southern washington but um, and and it's all about Salmon Creek, right? And so we'll talk about that another day. But what happened is there was a cougar, and that's on the back side of our place. Mm-hmm. And there was a cougar up there in the trees and came down on a horse one night, or maybe even was that even daytime? Um, it, I think it was the wee hours of the morning. Yeah, the horse lived through mm-hmm. it. But if you know the investment and the love. That people put into their farms and their farm animals around here. Yeah. um, In anywhere in the United States, people love their animals. Mm -hmm. And um, that horse suffered. Um, It was a young cougar, and it's been attack after attack after attack. Um, There was video online, even of a cougar um, along the Hood Canal um, walking on the walkway across the door, uh, this glass. They have a view property. Mm-hmm. They had uh, glass double doors mm-hmm. on their back porch. And, and here comes the cougar just walking yeah. <laughs> right along. And so, you know, that's not, that property's been there forever. That's not necessarily yeah. an encroachment. What has happened is the logging um, has taken their habitat, and we were not for that. Right. All th- we're not against loggers and sustainable no. you know, um, agriculture and forestry. We love all of you. And we love what you're doing. And we understand it better than um, a lot because we're involved in it. We are (laughs) involved in forestry and we are involved in, um, you know, sustainable agriculture Mm -hmm. on a a much smaller scale than most. But um, you can't have animals that it's not even just that they were hungry um, they were going after... It's so unusual to go after a horse. It is. Um, typically,
0: they will go after the smaller um, the smaller animals like sheep and goats. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very rare that they'll go after a, um, a horse or even a cow.
1: Well, and remember Fish and Wildlife told us when we called about the cougar that had been in our pasture. Uh-huh. They said, you know, they're probably not even going to go for the goats. Right. They're looking for something a little bit smaller, and I'm not really sure what that would be you know because we didn't have chickens anymore but also the coyotes um so we're just not against cougars Mm -hmm. you know we we love um all wildlife but that's a scary situation when you've got them around humans that have been there forever and all of a sudden they're just appearing on your porch right i don't know what was drawing them in to that particular region but you know it's it's a really touchy thing for a lot of people people want to just have their opinions and a lot of people don't want to listen and so that's okay but the animals um are suffering when and families are suffering Mm -hmm. and like i said there were six goats taken and a horse a little further back um, but the horse lived the goats did not they're no match
0: oh no they aren't and you know no farmer Wants to put their animals out there only to have them be killed by a wild animal well, that and is this, out of the farmer's control.
1: That yeah, this was in the middle of the night, and the cougar is able to get over the fence into the pen. Mm-hmm. These animals took up very little space. These were smaller goats than ours. Yeah, and uh, the cougar um, had tried to drag them out dead over the fence. Right, and so you know, it's it's really a sad thing to see this happen to a family and it's a really sad thing that the cougar is gone Um, but uh, one night um, down south I think it was Mm -hmm. the um, there were more taken down there and uh, one of the wildlife officers had to sit in his car all night to wait for it because it was going to come back for its kill and it did yeah the other thing is we've had a lot of coyotes yes and so we've had a
0: lot of coyotes we've had a um, we had one in particular that I can remember that was very menacing. Um, yeah. But, you know, one of the deterrents, and it is the reason that we got Harper... Um, is mm-hmm. one of the deterrents is having a dog on the property. Um, it really is um, the scent, the barking, the just the presence of an animal of a dog being there. Mm-hmm. The m- and they mark, especially mm-hmm. the males, are a big deterrent. We don't have a male anymore, right? But mm-hmm. it, it's just um, also uh, bright lights mm-hmm. and a lot of noise will deter.
1: Uh, these predators from coming back. Well, I remember one night, especially when we had that really menacing one, um, there were others, and this was even before the logging, mm-hmm. and I remember our neighbor, we were all up in the middle of the night because the yipping was just out of control and off the charts, and yeah. we knew they'd either found something or were planning to, you know, they'd mm-hmm. called the whole pack. <laughs> and... um so I remember the neighbor literally throwing on her robe and running for her front gates with one of the kids <laughs> to lock everything up to keep the counties the yeah. from coming in on the property. But what I was telling her, I said, you know, I've seen him jump the five-foot fence. I've literally yeah. seen them. And that menacing one was coming in. He had been separated from his pack somehow. And we call him menacing because, wow. The face of this guy was so. <laughs> like, I know you don't expect that. Well, but he yeah, he it's wasn't true. coming to visit. No, you know? it wasn't a nice. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Let's have some tea. No, no. he was coming to <laughs> eat our our baby goats. So sure, I'm sure we don't have babies anymore. But um, you know, just we don't want to have to uh, kill them, and no. so having a dog on the property is a huge deterrent. And so I had kept saying, you know. Um, Candy, I really think we shouldn't be without a dog. After we lost Rony, that was so devastating um, to us, but I missed him so bad yeah. in so many ways. He was such a great dog, and we laugh about that he really wasn't a farm dog, but <laughs> he was a really great um, deterrent. To Absolutely. the coyotes. Yeah, yeah, just just having him there was a great deterrent. And, and it really, we didn't have a problem with them. They didn't come in close no. anymore. Mm-mm. So after this all happened and we started watching the Fish and L- Wildlife Reports and we started seeing that um, goats were being taken and they were even in their pens or in their shelters. Mm-hmm. Um, we have enclosed shelters, but it got scary. We were like, well... Yeah,
0: I don't think we can go without a dog any longer. And so right.
1: so if you guys want to follow along with, mm-hmm. uh, what's Harper's account?
0: You can go follow Harper's account at miss.harpers.adventures on Instagram. And, um, she, she is the <laughs> cutest thing ever. She has been so fun for us, and she loves the goats. She loves the mm-hmm. farm. She loves being out. In the garden, and you
1: know, she has really taken to just um, taking over. They listen to her just like they listen to the others. (laughs) If she barks and calls (laughs) them in, they come running. That's so so sweet. Their relationship, yeah, very. You'll see a lot of really cute pictures of her on Instagram. We didn't really know that we were going to do an Instagram account, but she was a shelter dog, Mm -hmm. and so that was one of the things that. Required a whole lot of time and a whole lot more training, and you really spent your summer with her in the in the garden.
0: Yes, I, I really did, and that you know that obviously took precedent and took more of my time right. than you know than I had. So
1: well, and she settled in quite nicely and is mm-hmm. doing super great. And so you've done she really sure well is. with her.
0: <laughs> yeah, we just love having her. And
1: well, you guys at least got to go look at the face that caused <laughs> <us> this. <to laughs> <laughs> yes, go. we we decided to go ahead and look uh, at the the Humane Society and we won't ever regret it. What a doll. Absolutely. You should have seen the face. It was just so, <laughs> so much happiness. Uh, and she's um, a real snuggler, but she's real serious too. Real serious. I wouldn't yeah. want to
0: mess with her if, you know, if, somebody was a stranger
1: well and these animals (laughs) are strangers to her and she knows they're not supposed to be there so you know the greatest thing is when you don't have to kill the coyote and you don't have to kill the cougar totally agree and you can prevent and uh you can prevent an altercation by having a dog that you know it's a it's a real preventative measure Mm -hmm. she's not ever in any danger we don't ever put her out there and say, okay, go after... Uh, no, she, nothing yeah. Nothing like that. <laughs> she has her own yard. It's she It's called does. Harper's Yard. <laughs> she loves her yard. <laughs> and she, do, she goes to work with us everywhere. She does everything mm-hmm. with us. But, um, you know, they're a real deterrent. Absolutely. And so um, I think she... I don't know if I should say this, but you know she'll probably be the only one, (laughs) and then you know we find out we'll get. I know, but I, (laughs) I'm pretty certain that um, Dad is like she's the only one.
0: Yeah, I I think she is. You know, she's taken on her role very well and um, is is doing an amazing job. She's very protective, and Mm
1: -hmm. I love that about her. She attached immediately. She loves to be here and that's really nice to see she has worked out perfectly so i wanted to say that's really the main reason (laughs) that we didn't get any podcasting done because work has been a lot yes um, we're at a place where uh harper is more settled in than ever and Mm -hmm. we're able to get back to some of our work so this is great no it's awesome um, so okay about policies So we've touched on
0: that here a little bit in, Mm -hmm. you know, everything that we've talked about already, but um, more about our farm policies and what, um, you know, what we really believe as, you know, as farmers.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why we do what we do and who we are just as humans. This concludes part one of this
0: special joint episode of the repost ranch podcast and the farm girl life podcast. We would like to thank everyone who has joined us today and be sure to tune in next time for part two of our conversation about our farm policies. I'd like to thank all of you for joining us today on this episode of the farm girl life podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Farm Girl Life Podcast. And be sure to hit that subscribe and follow button so you don't miss out on updates about future episodes. You can also check out our sister podcast, the Repos Ranch Podcast, streaming now wherever podcasts are available. See you next time.